0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 28th of October, 2018. I hope you're all surviving and getting into the colder weather, those who live in the colder climates. In the winter that is, some are pretty lucky and have it all year round in a nice warm climate. But, unfortunately most folk cram themselves into those places and become overcrowded rather quickly. So the rest of us are out in the boonies somewhere, surviving hopefully. Surviving I've had times of it Indeed bad times And the usual sort of misfortunes you get in life Where you, you get ripped off by firewood guys for instance Not the first time Even the same ones Because they're all at it Everyone's at it today To, to try and rip you off basically And it's not paranoia It's fact When you order X amount of cords of wood You should get X amount of cords of wood and when you, you say you should have maple, etc., that's dried, then it should be maple and it should be dried instead of getting stacks of birch and rounds that are not even split in a lot of them. And everything's pretty green, very green, actually. So it's going to be a tough time getting through this winter, I think. And that's from the second time the same guy did it two years ago down from French River. And... Uh, they bring a big load the first time, they'll say it's X amount of cords So obviously, if X is, is X to the power of 2 You have the same trailer next time with the same amount of wood in it And it's a smaller trailer, much it's about half the size The second Always the second, this is a standard trick they pull It's half the size the second time And uh, they put a handful of logs in the back of the, the pickup as well The one that holds the trailer And that's supposed to fuel you and trying to get the wood back is just incredible. So after being at the guy and at the guy and at the guy, he ends up owing you six cords pretty well. It's a lot more when you think about it. Remember these cords are about $110, dollars each, which means you either buy more from somebody else and so you're out about 700 bucks or something, ripped off. And that's what they do all the time. So anybody had it out this time and he would not give you the full amount that he owed you, obviously. People who smile to your face and, and con you, or try and con you, never stop, even when they say they'll make it up. And when you, when you eventually get uh, what he dropped off to try and make it up, it was only two cards. And again, it's not seasoned wood, etc. And winter's here. That's how people are today. Creed is, is phenomenal throughout society. I was thinking about that a lot, actually. I've thought about many times in my lifetime. That the systems that you fight against, excessive bureaucracies, excessive legalities, excessive laws You can imagine what would happen too if you left everybody to their own own ways You would have absolute chaos and warfare and murder everywhere As folk decided to rip everybody else off and grab what's theirs It's a sad feeling, isn't it? Very sad feeling and if you go back into ancient times Not so ancient in some countries You did have tribes or clans And the tribes or clans That all had their own rules All of them If you go into the re- very few remaining uh, Small tribes that are left In Amazon for instance And some south of, of uh, in, in, Well actually South of Sudan in Africa it, They're living much the same way they have done For hundreds maybe thousands of years Some of them and they still have the rules and regulations and laws, very simple laws, not, not excessive because there's, there's not a bureaucracy above them, living off of them like parasites, dealing with uh, uh, this complicated nonsense, which anything that's, that's complicated to do with law is obviously nonsense because it should be rather simple and straightforward, shouldn't it? Shouldn't it? It's like your taxes. Same thing. When you, you have to go and, and, and take to someone to, to work out your taxes, it's purposely con you know, made, made to be complex. It's not, it's not complex. It's not meant to, for you to understand it, really. Unless you got a course in accounting or something. And then you can play the game, as they call it. Play the game. Here's the little loopholes, and you can take them. But why do a lot of people not get in on these little loopholes? Because they simply don't understand it. So they just pay, 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 and pay. We... Do have a complex society Built on all the frailties And foibles of human nature Under the guise of taking care Of the foibles of human nature Because you See at one time We did have uh, inter-clan warfare And inter-tribal warfare still do to an extent Where you dress up a tribe As as a nation for instance Against another nation Every nation then has its its dominant group Running it all irrespective of, of the form they pretend that they're running, the system they pretend they're running. You always have a dominant group who, who, who block all the, the clubs they set up for themselves to join. They know each other. They meet with each other with all kinds of organizations, and they rule over you. And it is rule. Don't, don't, it's not govern. It's rule. <laughs> We're ruled. We always have been ruled. The trick is to keep the vast majority of the public asleep as you're plundered. And like any farmer would tell you, they've got to use basic eugenics to thin the herd out if, if the prices drop and so on. That's what they do. Or if their price of milk even plummets, they'll start thinning out their herd. And the price of eggs goes bottom through the floor. And the people uh, start killing off their, in, in the chicken factories, they're killing off stacks and thousands of chickens. So we're farmed the same way. And in the 1800s, those who'd already owned the world through their, what they called their special blue blood breeding techniques and the money uh, magicians realized they, they already ruled the world and they already had their little wars going on and on. And it wasn't until, and they knew it would come, but they knew through technology and so on it would come through World War I, the mass slaughters with technology and, and heavy machine guns and howitzers and massive field guns. That eventually wars would be too destructive to, you know, actually physically to to actual structures and so on. They don't care about people. They talked about killing off lots of people. Uh, they threw out the herd again. And and before World War One and two, <laughs> and their population meeting with King George was held in 1944, while the wars, World War Two was going on. But getting back to what I'm talking about here, they knew that with the the atom bomb and biological warfare and so on, they crossed a boundary where they couldn't go at this little game with each other, where they had nations fighting each other. Well, they met often in Switzerland and have drinky poos and all that together. They realized that their own lives might be in danger, and so they had to come to this World system that they'd planned they, they, would, they planned it, they knew they'd get there Through technology and advances in science Because they were using our tax money to get there They still are, of course Research and development Quite amazing, really Because they keep us all running and scraping And, um, oh, the, your, your money's worth uh, Only half of it was ten years ago And it's uh, a downturn This is this, that, the other, blah, blah, blah But the ones at the top have never accumulated so much money per annum to themselves In the history of humankind That's the way it is, you see The money, even in ancient Egypt, is the same system You had incredible wealth in the main main cities Incredible wealth And you had a slave population and a poverty And a subsistence population all around them You know, had prostitution, all kinds of debauchery to entertain the nobilities and so on. Well, what's changed, folks? It's just the scale of it now is much, much bigger everywhere across the whole planet. We have magicians that most folk don't even know the names of running something called the World Bank, set up by a private organization. They're in the IMF, a private organisation, which we all pay money into. Never tell you where it goes to others, that is, you know. The ones that pay in it. We, we don't get asked to pay in it. They call us democratic, but have you ever been asked to vote on anything to do with the World Bank or the IMF? Or taking your money via your government to them? No. Then you have the Bank for International Settlements set up, too, by the same private organisation it gave the United Nations. That Carl Quigley talked about And when countries go bankrupt the, This Bank for International Settlements Decides Whose currency is worth what Or of nothing at all And what they'll take in, in return for it Etc, etc, etc Across the whole planet they have this authority Did you give anybody authority over Your income and what And what, you, and what it's really worth <laughs> To you And for you, of course you didn't but you're taught not to even look into this. You're taught to believe it's, it's just a magic act. You truly are. You don't realize it, but you are. Anyone who just tells you to expect their pay raise every year and they expect taxes to go up and the prices to go up on commodities every year it knows nothing at all. They'll never ask the question, like, why is that? Why is that? Why why, and, and how <laughs> are, you, are you guaranteed that your cost of living isn't a, it, it will not outstrip your pay increases Of course you're not You're worth less and less and less Canada announced years ago I read it on the air at the time On a, on a radio show uh, That we had been static since about 1980 or so With pay increases And, and actual real value and now you could probably spend for maybe one person about 120 bucks a week try and get some decent food. No kidding. That, that's not eating out. That's to buy stuff, basic, simple stuff like jam, <laughs> bread and uh, a few things quite easily because the money's worth nothing now. And it's designed that way. Designed as politicians, as they... Dish out like half a billion at a time across the planet to help, you know, people. They've already got organizations doing this, remember, that we pay for too, like the OECD, etc. And, again, the money through the World Bank to them. But no, you have this great gesture and this virtue signaling that politicians do. Which I call virtue preening, because it's really a preening like something preening and, and putting his chest out in front of the, the other birds out there to show off their colors and you know off their feathers, etc, and I guess that's a better way of saying it, because after all, they are fleecing you and you know taking your your, your, your covering, you might say <laughs> but, and the, but this is how it's done. Do you ever get asked if to to take your cash away from you, Of course you don't but you'll still think you live in democracy. Why? Because you keep, you, they keep telling you you live in a democracy. That's why. That's, it's quite simple, isn't it? It's not complicated. And unfortunately, the techniques that Bertrand Russell and H.G. Wells and Aldous Huxley and many, many others, and all the behaviourists and now it's neuroscientists, and the nudge units they have today, they will tell you the same thing that you're quite easily manipulated and it's done to you all the time. All the time. Every war, every major war was built up to in advance. Everybody knew it for years ahead that it was going to happen. Because each time, each time, there's going to be social unrest at home through the, again, the, the failure. It's not really, fail, I wouldn't call it failure. I think it's success actually of the money boys. How they've conned and conned and plundered you all And always will Through institutions are set up which are you, You're trained to think are all legalistic Well what does legalistic mean? It simply means that they make it part of the corporation that is your nation Which they own And anything they decide in the corporation is their rules to suit themselves, and you, you're not included, you, you're meant to obey, it's rather simple. When it comes up to the, the stage where the general population are falling behind, and you even had, don't forget, as World War I was coming up, people were, were already into starvation situations. And it goes right, right into the, and I'm talking about parts of Europe, like Britain was the worst, it was called the cesspool of Europe because they didn't have all the different um, social programs that other countries, including Germany, had. People generally died at their the places they worked at or tried to come home or get there, something like that. There was no safety on anything, any job. There was no rights. You had 12-hour days and 16-hour days even. And when the, the money is getting plundered and plundered for them to pay for the, the cost of... Policing the empire on behalf of the big corporations that, that owned it all Because <laughs> that's how it works You pay for it all You pay for the, the, the troops to go in you, you pay for everything You pay for the cost of the troops And their expenses And you put down railroads and so on So the big boys can take all the, the goods out of the, the nation for themselves And they pay nothing back in That's their system That's their democracy The mock part is true it's never changed, and we get so bad as it did before World War One. They bring on the war, and then what they do then is they borrow heavily from other banks. In the U.S. at the time, and the U.S. keeps handing money out to all sides, the U.S. banks, for three years straight, and then four years for more. See, the bankers never lose. They like wars. They charge incredible interest rates, even more so above their ridiculous interest rates because of the so-called risk factor. And bankers never want massive loans to nations ever, ever to be paid off. They'll, they'll have a war against you before that'll happen. Because the, real, the reality is banks live on the interest. That's the reality of the big, big banks, sometimes the big, big ones, the ones that lend to nations and the private bankers who own them. That's a real system. I've said before, many times, that don't get hung up with a deluge of the farce which they call news today. And really, I even gave talks many years ago about don't don't even bother to learn all the names of politicians because they're all front people in the first place. They don't run anything. They don't run anything. The rubber stamp was put in front of them. And they come and go. They come and go. They're picked beforehand for their ability to lie and not to blink too much when they're lying. And, uh, and they're already tested to make sure they have no shame. And they have tremendous egos. And they, they want to be... They're basically uh, like the old system in the, for up to the 70s and 80s of psychopathy. One of the branches of psychopathy is called the hysterical psychopath. Or the, and the, sometimes they call it the hysterical attention-seeking psychopath. That included actors, actresses, Politicians, and barmaids, believe it or not, because the barmaid can bleach her hair, go in there, and and all the men will fawn over them and spill their, their the beans of their of their soul to them when they've had a few in them and they're all tipsy and compliment them like crazy, and they just soak it up, they soak it up, attention seeking, and that's really what politicians are. They're not statesmen. Today it's almost... Well, it is, isn't it? It's it's entertainment now. When you see what they give you for politicians. And if they even bring their sex lives into it. It's a plus thing, depending on what they are. Is that a qualification? It's entertainment, isn't it? We're getting entertainment for news. Because, you see, you're into the next set of the... Or next stage of the system, where you've been cleared out of expecting... Real news, even from the party. Politi- See one time governments not long ago had to say Occasional things to you Like the, the session is meeting and blah 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 to decide blah 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 And try to keep you up to date with it To keep the appearance, not the reality But appearance of some kind of democracy Going on, even though all real Decisions and running off government Is done in cabinet meetings but By sectioned parts of the cabinet And mainly appointees Not elected people and they have CEOs from corporations coming in to take part and so on But you're supposed to keep going with the sham of this And they're all doing it You see, there's no real part The whole party thing is nonsense When, when the top members that are pre-selected, according to Carl Quigley Belong to the same organisations Like CFR, and they're sworn allegiance already to it They all play the game for the public They play to you They play to the gallery They play to the crowd And that's how it's done. But they all have shares in the same organizations. They have shares in the same corporations. They belong to the same clubs, the same investments. A few years ago in the U.S., getting back to legalities, the U.S. uh, Congress passed a law allowing themselves for the first time to legally, to legally, that is, uh, use inside information for their own investments. So when government decides they're going to do this or do that, they've got a leg up already. And the fact is going to be a winner With the government backing certain companies or whatever And people still think live in a, a democracy Even though the US is supposed to be a republic They don't say well a democratic republic Democracy just means you get to vote For whatever panel of guys they, or women It doesn't matter who they are They put in front of you every four years or so A, B, C or D And if they belong to a party They already have allegiance to the con game and if you go to see these politicians, they'll be all sympathetic, and they'll be, you're the only person on the planet when they're taught, because they're good psychopaths. Not, not good ones, actually. If they're really good, they'd, they'd be multi-billionaires. But they want, him, they want riches. they love the applause. They'll, they'll love the, the so-called respect they're given everywhere they go. The little bit of power that they get, they'll love it. But as soon as you're out of the room, they've forgotten who you are. It's a show, that's what psychopaths do That's what they do best actually And if, if it's a complaint about it so They'll say, well oh, I'd love to help For this, this for you, for whoever you happen to live I'd love to help uh, And do this, but you see I have to go along With the party on this one Well what's the point in having them then? Why not just have two people Or three people, depending on how many parties you have Representing the parties For the whole nation And forget all the rest of them Wouldn't that be better? Be cheaper Now remember The system we're in Is a psychopathic system That means everyone in it Doesn't have to be a psychopath But the ones at the top certainly are Certainly are Absolutely I always say too behind Every great fortune is a a great crime And that is true That is true, absolutely You can't be honest and decent In a system You can get up there, in fact, without being ruthless and anti-human, you might say. I guess you are anti-human when you close down nations at times, make them bankrupt and destitute and create massive poverty, suicides and starvation. Wouldn't you think so? But that today is touted as being a, well, a winner, not a loser. And if you're poor, you're also a loser That's really, That all came out of, of the aristocracy And nobilities of the 19th century They thought that if you were sick It's because you were just bad blood And bad, didn't see genes at the time But they meant the same thing Bad stock hmm. That's really where UNESCO and, and Julian Huxley Came out of that whole era Looking at all the people And they blamed the people for being poor It was your fault you were poor As they forced Who knows how many of them How many millions into the big cities To staff their their, their the, the, the factory cities To set them up And forced the people off the land An old, old system, mind you China did the same thing Still doing it Today <laughs> Never changes, eh? The Soviets did it You always find they use the same system over and over again doesn't matter what they want to call themselves and it's always for the greater good mind you and on the one hand you have thing where they tell you to worship the so and so or lord so and so or some billionaire or trillionaire whatever it happens to be and yes you do have trillionaires that run the banking systems and other ones is to say they give them lordships etc and make them dames of this and dames of that and for keeping this system going the same system to exploit all of you and then they set up systems to sterilize us because Julian Huxley skittered around it like crazy, you wouldn't believe it, but he as I say he came out of the he was a 19th century man really into the 20th century when they did blame all the people for simply existing, well there's just too many poor folk Prince Philip even said the same thing many times that's how they, they see all of you. And yet, they bring masses in from other countries. Well, you can't support them. You can't give them jobs. But you certainly can't tax the few that are left still working in a, in a, a robotic industry system where there's very little industry left, in fact. It's all important stuff. And put up a bit of welfare unless you have another agenda. And they do have another agenda across the whole planet is to be a global system of flattening everybody And folk haven't quite caught on to that yet. It has to flatten everybody. Why would you do this? Look what i have done to Greece. Hmm? A country that was never rich. And then Goldman Sachs fudged their books for them to give them a clean record. And it was really fudged, which they admitted much later, of course, to get them into the EU as a member. And once they're in, then you do mass migration in there. Until they're flooded with, with all these I mean literally it's thousands and thousands a day for years now And they're supposed to support it all And at the same time The central bank of Europe flattens its economy Demands the money back Because they say that his bid to get into the EU was fraudulent to start Well it was done by Goldman Sachs the Bankers to the world The same Goldman Sachs that gives you your central bank leaders And that's not a crime Blame the victim as always huh? Because it's on a big agenda here A much bigger agenda Economic warfare on everybody Crime A crime warfare everywhere There's war on crimes everywhere Across the Europe now And Canada To step up and step up Into an armed police camp Which they have already in the big cities Like London and, and England And other ones too where the the cop it was called the bobby at one time, they could you could go up to and talk to at one time and uh, and even ask directions. Today you're going to ask directions from a guy carrying a machine gun. Hmm? And a lot of folk they're hiring aren't long in the country who hate you anyway. Some of them do. They've never known what anything called democracy. People talked about this years ago. That's what the agenda was to be, and that's exactly what it is. And then the system that lives on terrifying the people. Oh, you're going to have another crash from the banking system, which you will, of course, when there's time for it, they'll do it. It's not far off, it's pretty close. That will exacerbate everything. And uh, you're going to, you are going already have the moped crime and that across the cities now. It's spread out of London to elsewhere in England, where they come in gangs and, and they're well-organised and they smash windows. Indoors with big sledgehammers, and there's other ones, this isn't daylight. And they have swords and everything, and big knives. On their way, they'll steal the, the cell phones and the purses of everybody they can get a hold of on their way, on these so-called, they're really scooters. They're not little machines, these are fast, big machines. I don't know why they give them the name mopeds. The BBC even did a documentary on them. They, they, they had a woman arranged to go in with the, one of the moped gangs. And go around with them as they did their thieving and all that. Just to see, they're, they're just, just regular people who just came in from other countries, and uh, mainly Nigeria, some of them at least, because they were sending the phones they sold. They, they talked about this on a the documentary. They were sending like, crate loads of these phones back to Nigeria, where they could reprogram them and sell them off and use them. It was amazing because the whole push of the program was well, here's this one guy. He's not too bad, this guy, you know, who'd, who'd robbed and plundered and probably threw people to the, to the ground and as they're stealing stuff and yada yada. And Connor, was well as he did. But he seemed pretty decent. And you know, they gave, they, she says, well, take him. He's got good reactions the way he handles these bikes when they're stealing and robbing. Maybe they could test him, you see if he'd be a good race car driver and, and set him up for that. So they took him in to, to some place that tests them off for reactions to a race car. What? This is a crook. He's maybe killed people. But this is their answer to it, eh? You think, you think this is all accidental. Everything is planned to make you feel like you're crazy. I'm not kidding you, this is designed this way. And if you say anything, you'll get showered with abuse from all sides. Because they've trained everybody Like trained seals in a circus That get their flippers And just clap them together. Blah, 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 you together know. Pavlovian responses Because so much of even responses are, are manufactured and fake You're living in incredible control right now Of retraining you To see how many fingers that O'Brien tells you You're supposed to see Not what you actually thought you saw I'm not kidding you. There was way more in the book 1984, way, way more than you can imagine. Most folk miss so much of it, so much of it. Because remember, Orwell, or Blair as his name was, knew perfectly well from the societies that even grabbed him at university. He knew that they were not from the working classes They were not from the bottom levels of anything. He knew these were the ones from higher academia, all chosen and picked to lead the country and to help lead the world, the same as Julian Huxley had done it with UNESCO. He knew that the elite wanted socialism, that the banking industry wanted socialism, because it's a much better, easier way to control everybody. And through socialism, they can this term forget what you think socialism is go and really study what it really really is by the ones who openly use the term eugenics the mass society they use the word the word mass all the time or general populations another one and you must comply with this and must comply with that you must 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 write down. You're so allowing yourself to be part of the broken eggs to make the omelette if you're attacked by folk who are running rampant in your own country. It's just going to happen to X amount. They've got probably good statistics of many folk every year are going to get killed, maimed, beaten, or whatever it happens to be, or mugged. They do have all the projections of what it's going to get to be. Right down to to, to how much before the public will demand from their masters to do some about the same masters that are causing it all in the first place. Do you see how it works? They want you to eventually get to that stage. The dystopian movies of the 90s into the early 2000s and so-and-sos were showing you the rubble in all the European cities and in the British cities. And people squabbling over scraps of food and scraps of this and all. And living in squalor with gang warfare everywhere. And these black-clad government goons they are like robots Taking charge of everything and beating everybody up, killing them How would you get to that stage? Well, the best way is eventually to demand it You always turn to your abuser for protection Old technique, really Works awfully well, though, because it never fails make it bad enough, and help us, help us, help us. And some people, and they know this, it's so perfectly worked out and studied and studied and studied that anyone with children, it's mainly women now with children, will see the government as, as a substitute for husbands, you see. They'll get allowances, they get money, they'll get food, and blah, blah, blah if need be. And, the, and the big daddy, big daddy, big brother, or big daddy, will... Sort out all the problems for them That's what they really believe Even when they're getting abused by Big Daddy Sad but true Hitler said it too He said they must go over the heads of husbands in the home See, the family unit, as H.G. Wells said Was always a problem of those in power Because the family unit is a cohesive tribe And it's got extended members, cousins and all that in-laws, etc., coming together. And they'll stand together. And the more they stand together, the more they can say to government, no, and get something done. When you have a society where a normal at one time was marriage, like well before World War Two and up to World War Two, even if it was trying to get wrecked then too by the same institutions, they wrecked wrecked it since openly. This is not conspiracy. This is, you read all their books, actually, and uh, they, they boast about it quite openly. You see that Hitler has said the same thing. He says... Uh, you must go over the heads of the husbands Because the husband, you see, the, the family might object to the party taking over Go over the heads of the husband, appeal to the woman directly for Because she wants safety, security, food for her and the child And housing and warmth and so on Naturally, right, it's natural So go, and they'll look to, they'll, they'll argue with the husband They'll go over the heads, they'll give support to the party Right? The child must follow the mother And thereafter must follow the man so first the woman, then the child, then the man. Now they don't even have the men involved because you don't need them anymore, we're told. That was the old agenda, old agenda. Again, you can find it in the 19th century writings of the groups whose descendants brought it into you, into, into reality. So nothing nothing that's happening today wasn't planned long, long ago. So for those who can't quite figure why they're demolishing the Western world, and why they keep demolishing the Middle Eastern countries and parts of Africa too, is to get the mass migrations going. That's part of it. That's one side effect of it, which they want. And we know what the rest of it is too, apart from plunder. We know all this for the corporations. And it's to go on that way. I was re-looking at Julian Huxley's writings in UNESCO. If you understand what he's saying, he's talking about this, about the restructuring of everything. He'll make good his sort of vague pains. It's very confusing when you read it. It's meant to be about, you don't want to copy the, the, the total eugenicist sort of thing, but there has to be a bit of eugenics in there to help people, You know, to, to, make, to get a better breed of people so they can breed you better genes, you know. I don't to really harm anybody in the process, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> as these guys through, you know, Stalin, you know, and others, and even before Stalin, they were starving their own people out. Starving people who would not conform out. Millions were starved to death under communism. And the same happened in Matz's regime as well in China and elsewhere, of course. And it happened in Ethiopia. And all that farce of aid for, aid for them, etc. As, the peop- as, as their own governments. Working with the IMF, uh, working with the World Bank and IMF. Getting all the cash. Cash was meant to, for agriculture and food in Ethiopia. And of course they withheld it and starved a lot of the people out who wouldn't conform. Don't forget. The people you think are the same as you, looking after you and your nations. Don't think they don't see you the same way. And don't think they, they, they won't do it to you too. They talk about it all. That they have plans and contingency plans for all. But we anyway, have harped on enough about that, right? Just getting back to what I'm saying, that uh, we live in a very parasitical society. And the psychopaths have always said it the psychopaths always rise to the top in such a society because they they're more like machines really aren't they? They don't feel the same they, they do have feelings to do with uh, excess joy except to, to, for themselves. They love sex like crazy generally love it beyond the, the normal because they have no guilt of any kind of, in, in any any particular. Relationship or act for that matter It just isn't here. There's no guilt involved They don't actually download guilt During any act <laughs> They do everything to throw guilt Or anxiety outside of themselves Onto other people And watch them fight out They're good at stirring things up And getting people fighting They're, they're tremendous at getting arguments started And they sit back and watch it calmly Out of it That gets rid of their anxiety for them but they don't feel anything for the people around them as they use them. And they love to boast it, but they will see people as, as as fools. Schmucks. Everyone's a schmuck. If if you can be used, that's what you are. You're a fool. And they have no respect for anybody. They will respect psychopaths above themselves who have ripped off at a higher level and got a claim. And, and applause, etc. They, they really do appreciate that, but those beneath them, they, have, they hold in contempt. But they climb to the top because they can act. They're born actors. They feel nothing, but they see how others respond in all kinds of situations. And they put that act on very well. They're great emulators, like chameleons in a sense. They can change. Environment they're in right there and then, and fool everybody. And it's not just at the top, there's low levels like a past too that belong to the lower criminal organizations. But they can't hold frustration. If they want something, they smash a window and grab it. You see, that, that's a low level type. But the ones who are born into bitter circumstances, and better education, and better families have a better chance of getting up the ladder higher and ruling over us, you see. And that's what's happened. They recognize each other. They belong to clubs, big clubs in their capital cities, very posh clubs often. And uh, and the meeting golf course is an awful lot to discuss big business and the fate of countries and your own country and who's going to profit from it as it collapses. No kidding you. That's how it is. People don't want to hear this People are taught to be egocentric Or egocentric in a sense too But egocentric Where they want to hear good news about them To make them feel good I want to feel good Don't tell me that It makes me feel bad That's a downer You hear all the time And that's sad Very sad They're being disarmed completely So I'll mention a few A few stories That's what our stories hmm? Remember, stories are his stories. His stories. Hmm? And eventually will be, I don't know, I guess get a new name for it, because you can't have a his story or a her story. Or it's a, I'm sure they've got it all pegged anyway. Or maybe no, no one will care about the past. They'll simply call it the past. I suppose. That's neutral enough. Now here's an article to show you what I, what I mean about cross a problem, and then make it bad enough, and give it lots of publicity with newspapers, and until folk are just stunned by what's happening And it says Britain can't let the world's bad guys win The world's bad guys win Who's the world's bad guys? The defence minister demands crackdown on violence By anyone from moped gangs to the Taliban Now, who brought them in? Who's been sitting on their thumbs For the last few years? Allowing it all to happen, build it up But it says anyway here, it says the growing acceptance of bad behavior, it's just bad behavior you see, has led a minority to calculate that violence or any wrongdoing will go unchallenged. Well, where would they get that idea it would go unchallenged? How many years would it take to give them that idea that it was going unchallenged? And then why was it going unchallenged? The real first responders will always be the public, no kidding you. Well, they're, they're the first victims of learning Not emergency services who cannot be omnipresent. the present. The more who step forward, the more likely it is that we can close down unacceptable behavior Well, who's defining unacceptable behavior nowadays? When the public were saying this is unacceptable It was authorities who were telling them to shut up And calling them names for saying things It doesn't take too many to send a powerful message of, of deterrence And they're parallels for us as a nation. Well, who's us as a nation? Hmm? Whose nation? What is this thing called nation? These days, nowadays, what is it? So it says, a failure to stand up to nations with hostile intent, encourages further errant behavior, and is copied by others. We see it with the erosion of the world's so-called rules-based order. Interesting term that. Because Boris, the guy who's now supposedly challenging May, which is all show for the public. It doesn't matter which one gets in. And he's an interesting guy himself. But he he, he talks about it and he talks recently, well, for the last year or so, maybe a couple of years. Rose based order. Sometimes you'll he'll see say, he'll say a new world liberal rose based order, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. There's more to it. It's, it's almost code words for those in the know. And he's certainly in the know because he belongs to the. He's been up uh, Lord Mayor for the City of London for years at one point. Belongs to the right family. Anyway, it says that the Chancellor faced growing pressure last night to stave off a funding crisis in the armed forces. Oh, my goodness. A crisis in the armed forces. A funding crisis. They launched a ship recently in Britain. A massive state-of-the-art aircraft carrier. I think it's called Queen Elizabeth. It must have cost umpteen billions of dollars. And each plane they ordered, too, I noticed, was 140 million that these small jets have. Never mind the cost of keeping it going. So, why don't they take the money from selling all the armaments across the planet and the multi billions to certain countries in the Middle East and elsewhere? Billions and billions and billions. Why don't you take that money and fund the armed forces so you of demanding the, the taxpayer? Well, it's a taxpayer's job to fund armed forces for the private corporations to get all the plunder. You pay for all that. For the policing, you pay for the, your forces to, to steal the stuff, because that's what it is, isn't it? That came out with Tony Blair, how they pre-planned the, the plundering, Iraq, and they divvied up the oil fields before they even launched the war on them. That was in the papers, too. Philip Hammond is facing a row over how much extra money he will hand the Ministry of Defence in the budget to avoid the axe falling on warships, fighter jets, and thousands of frontline troops. Meanwhile, they've got the moped gangs and other gangs, and, and a massive uh, problem with people getting knifed and murdered in the big cities in London, England now, with the gangs that came in, a of them, and also the drugs. It's all working properly, isn't it? Anyway, that's what I'm talking about, how they cause the problems And they actually have plans for all of the country Because they've got to keep you all safe now, you see It's going to cost a lot of money and you've got to have new rules and regulations Also two, the farce of the the big charities and the big foundations The Queen of Oxfam The Queen of is moving charity HQ from Britain to Kenya That's the African £112,000 Queen of Oxfam Moving the HQ from from Britain to Kenya as a scandal hit NGO, non governmental organization, fights off more claims of sexual harassment and aid workers using prostitutes. Well, there you are. At least they recycle because at least they recycle clothes at one point. But there you go. There's nothing new under the sun, really, is there? Everything's an appearance of respectability. And here, too, you have one to do with the banking systems. They're having big world meetings right now. It really is to do with. When to crash the economy again Remember when they plundered it all And expecting to get bailed down in 2008 Which they did They knew that the real costs would hit, them, hit again in, in 8 or 10 years And that's where we're right on target with Now that's where, you, that's where your, your money's worth nothing Paying back the massive interests from special drawing rights That's what it's about Special drawing rights give, Gives the Federal Reserve of the US Which Canada was given too For their banks Because we are in the hole too But the, the promise is Through the, the World Bank IMF That you've got to sign documents Saying you will tax us excessively From your general public To pay it off In X amount of years And that's why your money Is worth nothing That's why it's happening folks Special drawing rights SDR as they call them. Look it up. And here is, in Australia, Banking Royal Commission key findings from Kenneth Haynes' interim report, it says. And it goes on about the usual problems, etc., which they all know they're causing. And for the past six months, Kenneth Haynes has been sifting through a slew of misconduct, poor behaviour and regulatory inaction. This is the detail of his initial take on what he has uncovered. They give you this all the time. as they pretend to look in... Because nothing ever happens from it. E- even when they plunder the nations, and pretend they're bankrupt and have you all bail them out. Now it's the bail-ins that come the next time when they steal your savings. They've all signed on to it through the IMF and the World Bank. I read all the articles years ago. And folks still don't believe it, even though our countries and our, our politicians, our, our prime ministers and press, all signed on to it. I even read from their own governmental websites, but folks don't want to believe it. That's what Brzezinski said would happen in a a demoralized society. Doesn't matter what what you show them is happening, they have no interest whatsoever. You destroy morality in a culture. He says one of the main problems is greed, and also misconduct, massive misconduct, to the pursuit of profit. No kidding you. I said that years ago I was a prophet, because I said that that's what profit meant. And it's just, at least preferred pursuit of profit to all else. Well, isn't greed good? Is that what Milton Friedman was preaching and, and had in his book uh, a few years back? Isn't greed good? They teach that in all the business schools now. Greed is good. Nothing wrong with greed. Don't be guilty about it. Maximum profit. <laughs> and dodgy lending endemic. Well, no kidding, eh? When they, they're, when they know darn well your government's are pledged to bail them out and pledged to, they've already signed that they will allow them to steal all your deposits the next time too, as well as get bailed out. So get bail-ins, bail-outs. They've got nothing to lose. That's how they see it. So I'll put that one up too. And another one, the Banking Royal Commission. There's a couple of them on that. And you read it for yourself. Also, what they found too How dead people can be charged bank fees Another thing they said Well my goodness You know Even after you've died They're still taking money out of your account So if you haven't taken it all And planned for it all in advance Blah 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 There's <laughs> just it's no end to it eh? These are the good psychopaths That's anything to do with banking Unfortunately And um, I just Anything to do with money In a big scale And account um, It's a bit Come on Come on It's a bit psychopathic isn't it Of course it is When Everybody involved in it wants to get more and more money for themselves, to get up there. And everyone's been trained, winners and losers, as I say. Apparently all the reality shows it's all winners and losers, isn't it? And survival shows the same thing, winners and losers. By all means and every means, aren't you clever? You lied to them all and they believed you and you won. You're a winner. Well, that society, so you can create a psychopathic society, as I've said before. They're not necessarily all psychopaths of people, but they will adopt a psychopathic culture and destroy each other that way too, and themselves, obviously, in the process. Also, the old old story, as they tell you, you've got to pay into pension fund, you've got to do it, and the government's taking care of it, blah blah. And then they go and start using your pensions. Ha <laughs> ha! Shame on you! And Britain, Hammonds to unleash billions of pensions. I guess pounds To turn the UK Into a start-up powerhouse Well oh, isn't that a good marketing term I don't know how much They paid for, used to the tax money To pay for that term the, You put the, the UK Into a start-up powerhouse So it's not a negative thing It's a positive thing That they're going to Steal your pensions now And lose them in the process No doubt They'll claim that they're lost As they get richer and richer At least the ones That are used Not all right And uh, and folk accept it Say well you know What else can we do I'll vote for their party the next time then. Yeah. It's going to boost the economy, you know, because there's a lack of funding for big corporations now as they as they, they plunder you and plunder you. Everything that corporations do, big corporations do, it's all taxpayer-funded. That's corporate welfare. Well, they don't really spend their own money making factories and and, and, and tooling up for stuff. And say, oh, why don't you do it? And use the universities' taxpayer funding for research and development for them. Isn't that, and then they can take the patents, can't they? It's been happening for my whole lifetime, for goodness sake. So Britain startups will benefit from a wave of investment from pension funds as Philip Hammond plans to unleash billions of pounds worth of cash to back promising businesses. Yay! <laughs> and I'm sure they'll have great plus, plus, plus good articles on the BBC about that. Folk don't even know what the World Bank is They don't even know what their own central bank is Isn't that sad? And IMF and who owns them all and, you know Because they're all owned World Bank, IMF Sometimes a reward for a while for those who've helped bankrupt countries Like Prime Minister Brown did in Britain Is to get put in to work at the World Bank for a while Same with the one from Australia, It was a woman who did it there and she was rewarded too, was put to one of these organisations for a while. Yeah, good fun, good money for that. If you entered the top ones, the IMF and that, you don't pay any taxes either. Like Christine Lagarde, there was articles about that years ago. on that it's not bad being up there amongst the you know the real people, the important folk, you know, and these dem- democracies that we live in. Also, the IMF executive board completes first review under Argentina's standby arrangement and approves $5.7 billion US disbursement. So there you are. A disbursement. Wow. Does that mean it's displaced or something? Or it will be shortly. Because you understand how the IMF works in the World Bank. Uh, nothing. It's never to what they tell you it is. Or maybe an article up from, from Britain about uh, how the World Bank Banker IMF actually works. It's not in depth very much. I could do a lot better myself, but but I might do that. I don't know. I'll see. And also this this article too. I mean Sir Philip Green. <laughs> he was given knighthood and then he he was uh, he had, he ran sweatshops in Britain and so on, and 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 he, he, he did a, so many incredible great. I'd say great for psychopaths investment scams to get out of taxes and stuff. And he also collapsed companies so they could not pay pensions out to The usual stuff, they're successful people, you know, the psychopaths get... Anyways, another little scandal, and apparently the last deal in, in Parliament was they'd let him off the last time, as long as they didn't have anything else crop up. Well, they've got the Me Too thing on the go. I guess he just went over the... Over the edge with something and didn't be enough kickbacks or something in the right people. I don't know. Who knows how? I'm sure you got to, actually. Even up in the billionaire class. The cops and politicians joining Canada's cannabis business. See, all the the guys that made their money living off crime uh, are now living off what used to be crime, you see. And I've never broken the law, these folk, because they were the law. (laughs) Not bad, eh? So I'll put that one up too. So they're all going to be winners as everybody gets their SOMA As there's no economy and everything's getting wrecked And, and you'll be able to accept any new idea on anything Look, As the behaviourists tell you what you're supposed to see all around you You'll see it, alright That's what it's, it's SOMA time, folks Nothing to get hung about, eh? Nothing to get hung about There you are So there you go this kind of becomes the second country to legalise recreational marijuana There you go, Mm -hmm. mm-hmm. It's all spoken for, they'll have little growers on the go for a while until the big boys, the big monopolies naturally, use our tax money and use our services like policings to go after the little guys. And that's what will happen, because big boys always win, you see. Winners and losers again, eh? Corporations do. It's amazing how what you can do when you've got billions. Mind you, I, I can see why, too, uh, that I like the dope, because the booze is so chemicalized, it's so awful these days, unless you brought, get yeah, imported stuff. that's natural. Germany, I think, still has the natural laws. I don't know if, if Hungary does, too, but I know Germany, uh, and some of them in Denmark used to go by the same laws. They wouldn't allow the big, heavy chemicals to be used. And it's, it's, it's a world of difference, the taste of the stuff. Never mind the chemical fights they had in Britain when it first came out. Yeah, I, I did... Uh, a, a survey on that years and years ago. And, but from the folk who ran the, the pumps and hotel chains, they, they, they saw it all happening. When the chemical beer and that came in, the regular customers started fighting with each other, and quiet folk became aggressive, and aggressive folk became quiet, and so on. Chemicals. They make it brewed much faster. That's why it's used. The stuff's brewed and bottled in a week from start to finish. Shouldn't be. And also, we've got Google CEO. Tells senators that censored Chinese search engine could provide broad benefits to us all, you see. And Sundar Pichai has refused to answer a list of questions from U.S. lawmakers about the company's secretive plan for a censored search engine in China. Well, we've got it here, for goodness sake. It was all beta tested out in America. I've been, I've been, my, my, my sites have been buried since I started years ago. Long before all the rest, I'm buried. <laughs> I think it was a, a shock to them that some of them was, was actually coming out and speaking fact, you know But anyway, is Pichet told a bipartisan group of six servers that Google could have broad benefits inside and outside of China Remember China is a model state for the world to copy, as the United Nations keeps telling us BBC did programmes not years ago saying the same thing, parroting it And also the coming North American digital trade zone And it says... It's just to do with NAFTA See, they've changed the name of NAFTA Because everybody was starting to catch on using the term It's easy to say NAFTA We all know what it means now, you see It's kind of like bipolar got, got, got used for manic depression But everybody started to understand it Through talk shows and television shows Ah, oh, say, okay, that's manic depression You see, The professionals don't like it So they changed the name to to bipolar And who What's that? I mean, you see, <laughs> Same thing with NAFTA So everybody started complaining about NAFTA deals on the, How crooked it is It's nothing to do with free trade for everybody at all It's for special corporations and, and and they banned everybody else from participating You see Anyway, the World Wide Web had yet to become truly worldwide And the iPhone was still 15 years away Thus, it's not surprising That an update was needed to bring the free trade agreement Between Canada, Mexico and the US Into the 21st century See, there you go an update, well, to let you know, I did many talks on this before. And every year, the three amigos, the three presidents, the prime minister and two presidents, got get-together regardless. And always update it, you see. But they never changed it, the NAFTA up until now, because now we're using NAFTA. I mean, when you try to explain what's been happening with the cons that go on, you, you get to see a, a mouthful of stuff now. It's a mouthful of stuff. Doesn't even sound like NAFTA anymore. you and you'll say NAFTA. No, it's not NAFTA. It's the USMCA. The USMCA. USMCA. <laughs> you can't just run it off your tongue. The USMCA, which is the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement. USMCA. That's deliberate. Of course it's deli- they love things that, that sound like words. See, NAFTA sounds like a kind of word, doesn't it? But USMCA it's kind of hard to say. That it's not by accident, folks. <laughs> it's the same organization. Nobody's got fire chains or whatever. It's all the same organization. It says the, the, the USMCA negotiators <laughs> use a, the a, a, a TPP, Trans-Pacific Partnership, Electronic Commerce Chapter, as the basis for negotiations. Or the TPP is dead, long live the TPP. You see? There you go. So NAFTA is dead, long live the USMCA. Same thing. But now you have to relearn how to say it again to discuss it with people so they know what you're talking about. That's how you run. It's very simple, Ree, isn't it? Who's going to go all the, the trouble to say Usmaka and explain what it means? <laughs> there you go. Anyway, I'm Alan Ward from Interior, Canada, where its Temperatures is about 32 degrees Fahrenheit right now. And it's good night from me and me, your God, where your God's going with you.